0: All right. Mm. Damn, thank you for that close up. Chapstick, hold up. You didn't tell me that my lips look like Mount Vesuvius after a paraclastic cloud.
1: I mean, there are certain conversations we have, but commenting (laughs) on your lips is probably not one of them. But are you ready? (laughs) Yes. I guess I'm just going to have to see it on the video podcast to see what the hell we're talking about, but that's completely okay. So I guess we'll just say, (laughs) welcome. We'll just go right into it from there. Ta-da! We're going to make that an intro. Why? Because reasons. So, welcome on in, everyone. Welcome back to the Snapback Podcast, where you snap and we snap back. My name is Guest, also known as It's Guest Gaming. The gentleman over to my whatever that is side. Uh, I got a coin flip on it. It's Camden. How you doing, brother?
0: (gasps) Me? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Absolutely fantabulous. We're here. We're here. What we're broadcasting. Three.
1: Get used to it. <laughs> I mean, to, are we count? It, number two recorded third because we start from zero and it's a binary thing, and we're just we're just rocking out numbers because
0: yeah, you know it. they're
1: going in binary counting with all of their advertisements and stuff in Marvel Snap right now, which I absolutely like. Nerded out on. Not gonna lie, all the little secret binary things and Pro things that they threw in there. Like I've I've been enjoying, you know this. Uh, this spin into really, really getting nerdy on Easter eggs that they're hiding in random places. I'm totally all about this life. So as positive as all of it is, though, we do have uh-oh. a little bit. Yeah, I know it's not an uh-oh. It's just a um a little bit of a we need to talk, but a little bit of a let's just open our eyes and kind of look through a different lens. What I know is we gotta talk about numbers. So this is a little bit of a Ludwig von Drake type of stream broadcast, if you will. You all Uh, knew it
0: was coming. It's it's all knew it was coming.
1: The the nerd side of the nerd lab on your end is gonna come out, and me and just numbers are gonna come out on my side because there's been a lot of conversation recently about What's going on with the economy of the game? And this comes from a couple of different things. This comes from the collector's token side of things. This comes from gaining just currency, general currency in the game. This comes from looking at the season pass and is it even worth the value of it anymore? And that's also putting it into comparison of other economies, other games, other things. So we're trying to figure out what the general gripe is in a little bit more of a rounded way. As opposed to a quadrilateral. I was just making sure I had you back on screen for a second because I lost you, but (laughs) into a little bit of a rounded way, because I fear that A lot of people will look at what they think they understand as the game economy, and they might be just parroting stuff. And this isn't going to be a a conversation or a rant necessarily about, oh, the game is so, you know, pay to win or so scary or it's nothing like that. It's more along the lines of where are the opportunities and why are they an opportunity to us, because I was having this conversation a little bit on stream today. Um, I had a conversation with somebody talking about Marvel Snap and how it really is the benefactor of two different types of gaming communities, which is creating a lot of interesting, for lack of a better word, conversations. You have what we'll call the card gaming community that have come to Marvel Snap. And then the other end, you have the Disney gaming community. I'm going to encapsulate all of that from Disney to Marvel to all of those titles, right? You have this hybrid coming to this market. And the Disney gaming community of the last five years, more than three quarters of the Disney gaming community is mobile gaming. And that's just due to a factor of that's what has actually had some kind of success as well as a factor of. 2020 and COVID and working from home and et cetera. So before diving too deep into all of it and looking at like the numbers of all of this, I just, I want to throw this out there for those who have not heard it. And I want your feedback on this too, because we have two very different communities that are coming together. You can see that the game at times is trying to figure out which community to cater to. You see them put out offers that are cosmetic focused offers that very heavily speaks to those who come from the card gaming community first. Then you have the Disney and the even will categorize the collector game group over on the other side that are looking for the offers and the bundles and the deals that will Fastest complete their collection via credits and gold and conversion rates into collectors' tokens and all of this. When we see these two communities converge, one group is always going to be upset with something. And then the other group typically ends up being like, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Seeing this coming from your end, which is the you understand the lore of Marvel as well as come from the Disney gaming community side of things. How do you feel that aspect of seeing two major groups come together for Marvel snap? Do you see it the way I'm seeing it? Where it's a, it kinda is just, it's almost like it competes with itself.
0: Yeah, of course it definitely competes with itself. (laughs) I mean, uh, you have one half saying one thing, one half saying the other, and there's no real common ground as of right now. Um, I have seen both, both sides of the spectrum. And I want to let you guys know that uh, this type of model is not going to change anytime soon. If you have to take a look at the dollar value, uh, uh, the value that this type of game brings to the developers, this is the new model going forward. You saw it with Clash of Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, You you've seen the steady... I mean, take a look at... What we'll, we'll, we'll even throw out another game, which was incredibly just on the horrible end of the spectrum, in my opinion, but Diablo Immortal. Holy crap. If you think that you're spending in this game, look at that, or look at Disney Sorcerer's Arena, where you're spending thousands in order to get a collector, uh, a collection, or or to, in order to get ahead. Cosmetics, uh, I, I can see why people would spend on those. Um, I know I do because I love having a Nice looking deck, but guys, you, you have to understand that they make a considerable amount of money. This is a business decision, and Second Dinner is on the very low end of the spectrum and trying to appease both you and me and everybody in between. And I think that, my, for me, my hat goes off to them because they are doing everything that's necessary in order to expand their their base, On top of expanding their base, they're trying to maximize their value without really destroying the community. Even though a lot of you guys might be up in arms and saying, oh, it's now a pay to win, blah, 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 blah. It's not a pay to win. You do have a leech. Yeah. It might get nerfed, but I mean, like, like, let's, let's be real. You, you have a leech, you have devil dino, you have iron man, you have so you have hazmat, you have now Luke Cage. You have so many cards that are, that do so well to combat the new shit that like I'm me personally, I don't know about you guys, but I have no issues with second dinner getting a little bit of that money to push the envelope in mobile gaming. There's a reason why they got game of the Frickin' year. Let's be real because they're doing a lot of shit, right? And I think that, I think that they're doing just fine in my humble opinion. And do you want a game that's going to suck? Do you want a game that, that the bugs aren't going to get fixed? Do you, I mean, but there, where's the fine line? I understand where the other side is coming from. There's a fine line where there has to be a, it's a marriage. Yeah. <laughs> this is my chalice.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that, 100%. It, you yeah, know what I'm saying? I, I, I agree, but I, I, I'm going to spin the other side on it, though, because... Please do. I am a little bit more on the aspect of when I'm looking at the game economy and I hear the conversation people have about, game economy is bad, game economy is bad. I'm looking at what argument are you trying to specifically make? Are you talking about Difficult battles? Are you talking about trying to complete a collection? Are you talking about completing, you know, pool three? Are you talking about like, what is it about your investment into the game that you're trying trying to to justify? Well, everybody, (laughs) that's the thing though. Everybody has a different take, though, on what it is that makes a bad moment or a good moment for me to reflect on the game and say, this is what works and this is what doesn't, and here's why. So you kind of have to break down certain parts to it. So the game economy, let's first look at cubes, right? The whole game is a is got this poker aspect to it, right? You're gambling cubes, you're making bets. You're basically trying to move up because you know how to snap. And we've said it here in multitude, I've said it on stream in multitude, you're never playing your deck, you're always playing your opponent's deck. That's poker mindset 101. Always look at what the other per, or you calculate roughly what the other person has. So now that we have this new implementation of a 50 cube injection per rank, that does tremendously change the game economy. And this part is a little bit right now being undervalued because people are complaining like, oh, that's great. I got to infinite in two days. Well, good for you. But that's not what part of the issue is here. The issue is, okay, so you got to infinite or you got higher ranks because, you know, let's say you battle for the entire month of March and now you, you were successful. And instead of going from 40 to 70, again, you now went from 40 to 90. You shot up a little bit further. First off, when you get to 90, you get a whole boatload of gold. So that is a part of the game economy that's now going to be benefiting your collection. But more importantly, in time, it will actually start affecting your MMR because you're going to be more so often paired with people that are uh, of rank 70 or higher. We know for a fact that from rank 70 or higher, you will be paired with people who have reached infinite in some potential way, shape, or form. Now your MMR will continue to further change and you'll your pairings will be a little bit, you know, have a little bit of a filter still. But from that part, the more important thing is when people shoot up and there's more people at the top, you're gonna feel a little bit of balance happen within the matchmaking. And it is not going to be felt until next season. When everybody has climbed up and you're at the end of March, heading into the beginning of April. That's when you're gonna start feeling the benefit of the game economy from this new 50 cube injection because that is huge. That is huge, especially as someone who plays this game as much as I do for this. I'm putting hours and hours and hours and I love to test new decks, but I always feel like there has to be at some point in my month a time where I buckle down and play one of the blank Uh, climbing decks because I can't play the fun decks because I have to hit a certain threshold in infinite. I got to get there so I know I will never drop again the rest of that season. And that's that cube system is a little bit imbalanced, but this 50 cube injection is a step in the right direction. I still think that there is more that they can do For example, when it comes to how they drop and when they drop, I think that the 30 rank drop can be approached in one of two different ways. At the end of the season, you're going to drop down 30 ranks from the group of 10 that you're in. So whether you're in 70.0 cubes or 79.9 cubes, All of it gets compressed down to level 70 and then drop 30 flat. So you would drop down to 40. So for some people, they drop down 30 ranks and other people can drop over 39 ranks. And I don't think that that system is fair because this is not trying to create FOMO. All that's creating is panic. And that part of it is not healthy. So I think there's one of two solutions I want to hear if you like either. Number one... Keep the 30 rank drop, but only from the rank exactly where you land at the end of the season. Either you go from 79.9 and you drop now to 49.9. Forget the whole round it down system. Drop 30 straight down from wherever you are. Or keep that compression system of bring it down to the lower zero and then only drop 20.
0: What do you think? I like the first option.
1: Just a straight up 30 drop
0: straight. Yep.
1: Straight 30. Why 30? That's where I'm at. Why keep 30 and why not reduce it? If they've now ingested all of these cubes per rank per season. Now I throw that to you. Uh,
0: let me, uh, okay. Me personally, this is a, this is a subject for everybody else. Me. I don't. Okay. Camden's going to go on a rant. Buckle up, buttercup. Becky? Becky? Yay! Okay, all right. Becky said it's all right. Camden um, rant.
1: Camden rant. Camden rant.
0: Right? <laughs> I don't give a fuck about... the Like, okay. <laughs> the ranking system is great. Cool. Dandy. But what are we actually... Uh, they, they threw in uh, friendly battles. Great. I can now battle you. I can battle my friends. Blah, 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 blah. But what does it actually mean in the end? There's no leaderboard. There's no... I mean, from what I understand, there's no leaderboard that anybody actually cares about. 500 gold? Cool. I want the motherfucking kudos. I want the crown. I want the, hey, this motherfucker alligator was the number one battler, player, whatever you want to call me for the whole season because he ranked all the way the fuck up and it actually means something. Right now, it doesn't mean anything. I don't see myself going to infinite anytime soon simply because of a card back that looks good. I. Me personally, it could be a drop in 30. It could be a drop in 20. Hell, we can drop it like it's hot all the way down to Johnny on the spot. Numero uno. I don't give a flying for alligator right now simply because it means nothing. When you said FOMO, fear of missing out or panic, almost synonymous. Um, I don't think anybody should be fucking fearing. Fear of what? Oh, I, I made it to infinite. Oh, <laughs> yeah, good boy. It means nothing right now. So there should not be any panic until it actually means something. Second dinner, if you're listening, I know that you have a master plan and I fucking love it because I can see it. Everything from the lore to... to I, I mean, you're giving us Easter eggs. Uh, you're doing everything right. What I think that this whole you know, uh, injection in cubes and everything. I, I think that's great. I think that we're in a progression. I, we right now are in another secondary running of game of the fucking year because you're doing everything right. What I need you to do is implement a little bit faster on why we actually have cube systems in the first place or why we actually can play a friend. I, I, where's esports? Where, 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 where? Can we get some love? Can, can, can we get some, like... that's my end of grind gears, I, we can pick the first option, or the second option, I don't give, this isn't, this is for other people who actually care, because they have FOMO, or they have panic, or they, they, they think that the infinite system is just infinitely amazing, me personally, couldn't give a shit, I know that probably, that whole rant probably just like, piss some people off or anything, but hey, I'm here to elicit emotional response from you. Love me or hate me, I'm here, baby. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) But not First off, you can't
1: end a rant of being passionate and not giving a fuck with.
0: It it just loses all its, it
1: it loses all its weight. (laughs) All of the weight, (laughs) biggest loser, Camden, like all of it is gone. (laughs) First off, okay. First off, we do know that they are working on a ranked competitive mode that will be coming to the game. I am just (gasps) as excited for that. Just as excited for that. I think that's what this game needs. I 100% agree with you on that aspect that it needs that piece. But, but the why do we need to care aspect about trying to earn a card back you know yes that is a cosmetic that people are working towards and people are trying to have it be competitive again i think the aspect of it needs to be competitive has to originate from one specific change and it has nothing to do with the cube system it has to do with matchmaking and the economy of seeing what's happened hang on my turn what's happened over the last few (laughs) months is that accounts end up being created and then they're constantly growing and then they say they regress it a little bit or they adjust it and then it continues and it regresses and changes a little bit. And we're not seeing that. We're not seeing your MMR resets. Like it doesn't, it's not resetting enough. If they are scaling it down or trying to compress, you know, lift up the bottom, raise down the top, whatever it is, whatever they're doing, it's not doing enough. I also believe, very adamantly, that the 50 cube system will be something we look back on in two months and say, this was a bad idea. Because, as I said before, it will push a lot of people up into the 70 and higher range. And until they produce the card nerfs that we need on several very specific cards... (laughs) it's going to actually drive people away. So this is a multi-tiered thing when it comes to the economy of the cubes. And I do like a lot of what they're doing. They're clearly trying to implement changes. The fact that if you go into the game and click the game modes, it says game modes, plural, which means they are looking to implement multiple different modes. They are trying to put on extra pieces. Friendly mode. Look, friendly battle, is, it, it, friendly battle is just sandbox mode. That's just test and have fun. And it's nice to see. It's refreshing to see because a lot of these games don't give us a place where we can just literally fuck around. We want to try out a new character True. we got. That's great. We're going to put on a friendly battle and I'm going to pair up with my friend directly, immediately, on my time, type in a simple five-digit code, bah, 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 bah. now we can test out something. You're going to try to make this a happen. A Exactly. It's exactly what it is, and it's refreshing yep. to see. The next piece to this is what we see the community already doing, which are the tournaments, which is the ranked mode. It's the... Okay, what are we working towards? Why do we want to have all the pool four cards? Well, there's this ranked mode where this very specific one is important and you're going to need it because the theme of it is blah, 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 blah. Whatever it is, it's coming down the pipeline. Is it getting here fast enough? Probably not because everybody's impatient. That's just the nature of the game. But when to touch the one piece you talked about, the difference between panic and FOMO, FOMO is I need to have all the cards so badly. I need to progress my account. I need to get up there, right? There's that aspect. Panic comes from the compression of time because you just don't want to lose progression. It's not missing out. It's about missing. It's just losing unnecessary amounts of ranks for no reason. For example, at the end of last season, Going into the final day, I was at 77 point something when I started my stream. Yep. We were trying to climb for four hours and I never crossed 80 because the whole goal was to get up to 80, stop and do friendly battles. And a lot of people need to climb that ladder and we just continue to. And with about an hour left, everything just became Hail Mary's. It wasn't even about playing smart. It was the battle starts, boom, snap. Like, it it immediately, (laughs) you're just pushing for cubes because if I lose, it doesn't matter if I lose and drop down to 73, 72, 70, because I'm going to hit the same goal. And that's not good for the end of the season. That's not what this game should have. It's not healthy. Because that's the panic I'm talking about in particular. I think the cube economy is in a little bit of a need, but that's only one piece to it. This is a transition moment, trying to get you back on camera, man. All right, awesome. Okay. Hey! Besides the cubes, though, I want to quickly touch on something with the season pass, because... It's come up in stream, and I've gotten a little bit of a better idea of what the season pass is actually doing for you. Because if you go into your season pass, you if, for those who haven't actually checked it, your season pass isn't you're getting all of that. And that's a, including for me previously. It was a common misconception that in the season pass, if you're somebody that just always bought it, for example. Oh, you come from other games, you get the monthly pass, the battle pass, the whatever it is, right? So many of these games have them. So many of these items are free. They're just labeled as free. You're going to unlock them automatically. They're not exclusive to the season pass. From a game economy standpoint, the season pass, what it actually gets you is hysterical and might be worth talking about, about making the value of a season pass a little bit stronger. A season pass, when you take out all of the free stuff, Reduce it down to what you truly get from it. And when I did the math on it, I'm like, this is insane, in my opinion. It's numbers
0: time. It's numbers time. (laughs) So,
1: and I'm going to go conservative on this one. Check this out, okay? Let's say you're a average, semi-passionate player. Every day, you log in. You do your daily missions. You do your chapter missions, which accumulate, you know, you get six of them every day. You get all of your daily logins. You hit Vibranium. We're going to go super conservative. By the end of the month, vibranium. Vibran- because infinite is its own conversation. We'll just talk Vibranium, yep. level 70. The difference between a season pass and no season pass, currency-wise, is literally 600 credits and 1,000 gold. The fact that you're going to spend nine ninety nine for 600 credits a thousand gold and said card, the cosmetic, the whatever the feature is at that moment, the actual value when you convert those credits to gold, that's 480 gold. That means it's 1,480 gold. You spend 1999 US dollars for 1,450 gold. So all you're really getting for your $10 is a buy one, get one free of the gold pack plus a card. That's it. That is it. That's it. Now, I'm not knocking the fact that, oh, it's a 200% value. Yes, that is a good value, but it's not the best value in the game. If you're spending a monthly season pass, I would expect a little bit better than a BOGO. That's just me personally. I see the values from other monthly passes in other games, including other card collecting games, and it's way more than 200%. <laughs>
0: When I award. would, I <laughs>
1: would, as an avid fan of this game, I would not be opposed to spending $24.99 on a monthly pass that gets me 6x in value, and I think that that absolutely could be done in some way, shape, or form. There's got to be some kind of balance there between what the monthly pass currently gives and what we are all hoping for because we are craving these bundles that have, you know, we've done all the math and converted the the collectors tokens into gold and credits and currencies. And what are the values and what are the exchange rates? And what is it? We've done all this as a community. It's all online. It's not hard to say that this is a good value or this is a bad value. The season pass is a mediocre value. It still gives you two to one because when you start removing cosmetics, and you just look at progression. Now you're looking at, okay, a couple of these things are cool, but you're not really like thriving on it. I think the season pass needs a little bit of love. I think it needs a little bit more oomph to it. And I'm, I'm not 100% exactly what that oomph is, but hearing that, because I haven't, and for those who do not know, I am not sharing any of these math stats with Camden prior to these conversations, because it's just way better to surprise the shit out of him. So when I, when I throw this at him, (laughs) I, this is a legitimate reaction hearing that, that that's all you're actually getting when, and we'll get to the the tokens in a second too, but with just that from a currency standpoint in
0: the season pass thoughts. Yeah. Okay. So, my thoughts are shame, shame. If anybody knows that reference, please holler in the comments section. But, okay. <laughs>
1: dishonor. <Right here>. Dishonor <laughs> on you. Dishonor on, you. on your cows.
0: <laughs> right? Okay, yes. guys, look. I, what I really want to ask is if we, if second dinner, not we, <laughs> I wish uh, if Second Dinner gave you an option, would you be happier to have two options or would you just want the one? Because the one, if I mean, if it's $24.99, would you be happy with just the $24.99? Because I know the people in the back and I know all the critics, all the trolls that come in and say, hey, this game is bad. Bo- oh, it's, it's it's bad. It's bad. Stay away. Mer. Are all of you going to shout to the heavens and, or shout to the hell and say, hey, fuck you, second dinner. I can't believe you just did a 6X time six, ti- a six X as opposed to a 2X and now it costs me $24.99. Or are you going to say, hey, there's a $10 option, which is uh, still groovy, but there's also a $24.99. And now I'm mad about it because it gave me a second option and uh, blah. That's what I think is going to fucking happen. Why you mad bro? Why you mad girl? Holla at me in this in the comment section. I know that I might get a little flack for that, but that's what I'm here. Hey, look, if I got to be the heel, I'll be the heel and I'll love the booze and I'll love the cheers. I think that this is uh this is going to be a problem either way. In my opinion, I I think the haves and the have nots are going to be clashing once again if Second Dinner decides to do one or the other or decides to do both. I think you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I know that's a Kafkaesque way of looking at it. I was literally about to say that though.
1: Like verbiage exact. Like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. 100%. No matter what, it's gonna happen in some way, shape, or form that something else is gonna potentially come to the game. And people are going to be thrilled about it, or people are going to be upset about it, or it, it's inevitable. You're never going to make everybody happy. I've come to terms with that. I hope this community does, too, in its own way. What I'm asking for is the notion that, first off, we hop off the train that the season passes the best value in the game. Because it's not. It's a good value, don't get me wrong, especially for other reasons. For example. This is what we call a segue, okay? For example, ooh, the season pass accelerates your collector's tokens, right? When you look at the value of what you get when it comes to your credits and your gold and et cetera, when it comes to obtaining collector's tokens, the season pass accelerates you on an average of around 10 to 20%, depending on where you are in the game. So if you're a heavy whale, It'll progress you, obviously, a little faster. If you got the season pass and you do nothing else in the game, it'll progress you a little bit slower, obviously. But it does progress you because per season, you can get anywhere from about 6,400 to 8,000 tokens, collector's tokens, by doing just your daily everything. So that's about one Series 5 card per season. When you have the season pass, that 6,400 jumps up to 7,500, but the max almost doesn't change. So it's only really raising the bottom more than it is pushing up the top. It does help there. And I want to make that clear because the collector's tokens and the rate of obtaining the collector's tokens is has been a hot topic for a long time now, since they're probably about since about two weeks after they released, when we realized, oh, we no longer have that. 12,000 or 3,000 or six, whatever we all started with when they implemented them. Whether you got 500, you got a thousand, you got 6,000, whatever it was, we all got them. And then a lot of us spent them. Like my tokens were gone night one because (laughs) Thanos (laughs) popped up in my store. It was a reflex first night. It was there. I have the video clip of it. Just mine. And Thanos was mine right away. (laughs) Yeah. Like immediate buy. So since then i mean i've felt that you know i feel the collector's token grind especially if you're not series three complete and this is the number thing that really bothers me about the collector's tokens so work with me follow me on this right when you're getting series three cards you're only getting about a hundred collector's tokens for every 16 collection levels you move up because it's guaranteed one in every four caches so that means when you factor in all together also the fact that you're going to get a series 4 card in one out of every four cards that you pull this is again post you know 1000 uh, level 1000 <clears> that equates out to for every time you get a series 4 card right you're going to get your 1000 yep. tokens which means you're also going to get yep. a bonus series 3 card essentially and before you and so many people have been parroting this over and over, and I'm going to reemphasize it just as well. There are Please maybe, do. maybe two Series 4 and or 5 cards that are worth skipping accelerating your Series 3, 4. Shuri being one of them, for example. Yep. Maybe a second one that could be argued by so many different people. You let us know what you think too, people. But I think the fact that when you're completing Series 3, your collector's tokens need to be exclusively on getting more Series 3 cards. Get the ones you are really going to be passionate about. You know, get the good ones, obviously. Don't get Leech, please, for all of us. Just don't. But (laughs) think of it like this. During that time, you're getting your Series 3 cards. That's one per every 40 reserves. If you look at the Series 5 and the Series 4, once you've completed your Series 3, now the rate in a very weird way, drops. You get more collector's tokens, but given the current values of what it would take to get there, the value in which you get your collector's tokens, you go from getting 1,000 1, per group. And when I say per group, I'm talking 40 collector's reserves 40, yep, from 40. going from 1,000 to getting 4,600 because you're going to get a series four card, you're going to get your guaranteed 100, and then you're now being replaced with, I'm going with an average here, of 400 collector's tokens instead of getting a card. Because sometimes you get 200, sometimes you get 600, and second dinner has straight out said, yes, it's going to be, yeah, 400, and we're going to just call it that. When you do that, that means that per group, you still can't get a series five card. And if you're series three complete, I think you should be able to earn enough to get a series 5 card at that point because you're still trying to push your progression and if every card if every card is going to drop <laughs> at series 5 you have put too firm of a paywall onto that progression you're telling people that once per season You have to invest. We're not going to guarantee one guaranteed card for you. And that's where I feel the paywall aspect specifically. Whether it be through bundles, whether it be through whatever. You get 4,600 collector's tokens every 40 reserves. You should be able to get one, I think at least 5,000. And two, I think Series 5 card needs to be 5,000 tokens. I love the Ultimate Variants. I think they're really cool, and they're great, and they're super rare, and the card collector people absolutely love them because I'm not going to lie, they're absolutely badass. They're absolutely badass. Yes. You know, the White Queen (laughs) one is just gorgeous. But I'm not spending anywhere close to 5,000 collector's tokens on getting that before I get certain Series 5 cards. For example, the Big Bats. You know, I got my Kang, I got my Thanos, and I got my Galactus. Now I can start having a little bit of fun until the next Big Bad drops. And I know I'm very fortunate in that, but I'm at collection level 5,000, and most people who play this game are not. Are not. Not even close. Not even close. So, So many people are still pushing for finishing their Series 3. They don't even get to touch the Series 5 cards for two months. And as a community, that's an issue. It's not a matter of, do they have access to the cards? Because they will eventually get access to the cards. But that's old news then. Do you think people were hyped that they could finally get Agent Colson when he dropped? Hell no. No, oh, Maria Hill? Hella Carrier? Really? Like, Maria! Uh, I love yeah. you, Mariah. It, no, just <laughs> no. It, people are not excited about that. But when you have good Series 5 cards, and we know that not every card is going to be the best card. Not every card is going to be yeah. changing up the meta,
0: which Nor we've seen should in
1: other games. And it's exactly, and it shouldn't. It should be supplementing what's already out there or creating all new style all in and of itself. And that's completely correct. What this game is geared towards doing. But the economy of the collector's tokens, knowing that as of right now, you can't get a Series 5 card based on just the pure collector's tokens that you get from the track. I'm not talking about the credits you get and then also convert those into, you know, moving yourself up. And that's not how I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the, you gone up the ladder, boom, I have tokens now. These tokens are, will be used for blank. That's what I'm looking at. You should be getting at least a certain amount to get to at least a Series 5 card. The Series 4 system, I would want one change, and this is what I want your thoughts on. I think okay. that once your Series 3 complete, you should get two Series 4 cards per group. Still in random places, but you should get two Series 4 cards per group of 40 reserves. Is that a bad idea or am I just I like think... greedy because I only need two left?
0: <laughs> okay. So I don't think it's a bad idea at all. I think that everything that you said was pretty spot on. Um, minus one thing. And I'll get to that in just a moment. I truly oh think that. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. You know, you know how it is. All right. So everything that you said progression wise uh especially with the economy everything is spot on i'm i'm all for it i think that everybody should be able to access cards period guys i uh, and i'm going to say this again i think that e- guess even if we implement your strategy i think that people are still going to be outraged because they don't know the freaking math they don't know hey If I save this, if I do X, Y, and Z, that guest is uh, completely just so eloquently laid out for me, I'm still going to deviate. I'm still going to deviate from the path. I'm going to spend these tokens and I'm going to do this stupid shit. But do I agree with what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Yes, I just want to put the onus back onto the viewer once again because I think that hey guys, these are you. You got to pick your battles, baby. This is not the battle that you. This is not the battle you want to pick. This is true. But I think that I think that this what you're saying is spot on. I would love for the viewers to be able to unlock two series four cards. Yes, yes,
1: that'd be great. Yeah. What did I get I have wrong? No,
0: no qualms, because I need to, I, I need to rebut. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I misspoke. It's not that what you got wrong. I think that it is what the. I think that there is not enough people out there, the viewers, that are actually getting the right information and then acting on said information. I think that a lot of people are outraged over something that they know nothing about. And uh, when you start breaking down the math, that's why I'm so happy that a lot of you viewers are listening into this conversation because it's a lot of big brain math shit that Mr. Uh, Leader over here is talking about. And I absolutely fucking love it. And now, hold on, I hold just on I need that. Yeah,
1: you, fine. Finish your sentence, and then I'll, I'll throw something at you. Go ahead.
0: No, no, please, no. Throw it at me now,
1: please. Ye, no. Uh, take this, <laughs> take, take take this into effect. Also, okay, okay. The system. From collection 500 to 1,000 is very different, obviously, from 1,000 to whenever you complete. And right now, people are completing Facts. Series 3 at like 3,000 and change. hmm You and I have both watched the issue of catching up. Yeah. Tremendously. Both of us had to catch up. Not even that. <laughs> I'm talking just in other games. The issue of, oh, certain people have been playing for a certain amount of time. I need to get a certain amount of cards to a certain collection level faster to get there. I think one of the other solutions that could be thrown into here is that rate of accelerated acquisition that you get between collection level 500 and 1000, where it's literally double the speed on getting your card acquisition. Mm -hmm. Given that we're now constantly dropping cards into series three over and over and over every single month at this point, right? Maybe it's time to evaluate, should it start at collection level 1,000? Should it start at 1,500? You know, figure out what, I don't know what that exact math is, but what I'm in general trying to get to is that the rate of acquisition, especially if you are someone who's listening right now and you're not Series 3 complete, I feel your pain. I know how bad it is when it comes to these collector's tokens because you get a Series Four card pulled out of a reserve. Congratulations. That's basically your landmark to go ahead and get a series three card out of the token shop. But it really does suck when then you learn later on that say you did get that character from the shop, you pulled brood, you spent your 1000 tokens, which is a smart investment. You got him out. Great. You still have to check mark when he appears or would have appeared in your collection level. it would replace it for something else in the spot in which you would have pulled brood. And I think that you should be incentivized to spend your collector's tokens as a series 3 card to diminish that ultimate check mark that you need to get to to reduce when you actually become series three complete. I do not think that it is fair in any way, shape or form. For me to spend my collection tokens for literally what's going to end up being playing a card that later on down the line I would have gotten eventually, but instead I just got a variant. So you're really spending a thousand collector tokens for a variant. And accelerated play. And I don't think that that's right. I think that you should check it off and it should not have to be checked off a second time or circled or squared or crossed out or whatever kind of removal process metaphor you want to use, all right? It needs some love as a system. What that system is, whether it's rate of acquisition, price, you know, adjustments, whatever it is, that's not my job. Steven, that's his job, is to figure out the economy <laughs> of the game. Mr. Jarrett, have fun. Do you think? But we do ask you to seriously <laughs> consider the fact that we as content creators have very different gripes than the rest of the community. Most of the people who p- stick their necks out for this community are seriously complete. Most of them, especially the loudest ones. They're got the most impressions on people. No, not actually loud. I'm talking like the ones with damn, the most views. <laughs> I love you, but no one knows who the fuck you are. So fuck no. Yeah, give it time. No, my damn name. <laughs> oh, old habits die hard. But uh, oh, yes, they do. <laughs> so I please let me in. <laughs> I want I want people to uh, the, the second dinner team to recognize that what we say is only so much at the same time. We as creators need to do a better job of remembering and talking about that, going back and rewinding the tape and saying, hey, this is a struggle in series three. It's been three months since I was in Series 3 exclusively and still pulling cards. And it's still tough. You know, when they added the collection token system, I was literally at level 1000, like right on the dot. First thing I opened was an Atuma. First cash. Like, I happened to pull my Series 4, (laughs) and of course it was Atuma, like right away. And I've felt that struggle with the collection tokens from that point on. Most people who play this game or who come into this game are seeing and feeling this economy very differently because now it's now it's all they know. We we remember back into the past. Oh, I love this. We need to look at not just the current game state, but already start thinking about. NPA, new player acquisition. We need to think about mm-hmm. how do we accelerate those people? How do we not have them feel like they're gonna fall behind? Because the content creators are making content. Uh, oh, look, here's a video on stature. I hate to say it, no one gives a fuck. So we need to move <laughs> forward and remind people that series three is the goal of the game. The meat of the game is series three.
0: Yes, so it is.
1: we as a community, as a content creator community, I have another responsibility, which is to go back to that, is to revisit that. Is it fun to showcase some big stuff? Of course. Does the majority of the community give a shit? No.
0: No. And that's t- <laughs> No. <laughs>
1: and I can't tell you how refreshing that is, that we're always looking for new synergies. We're always looking for new combinations, new variations, because it's only 12 cards in a deck. You change one of them, the whole thing plays completely differently. And, I and that's love what I that love about it. exactly it's so unique in that aspect so unique in that aspect compared to parts of the past now whether you're looking at it from the aspect of like you mentioned diablo you know and the the game economy Mm. fallout that they had because people were spending twenty thousand dollars in the game in a month and then getting absolutely literally
0: nothing for it in a month
1: yeah, in a month <laughs> exactly. in a month, they were dropping money like crazy. and the things that they were working towards it was all percentage based and never pitied. and you know, Diablo fell through for that for that as well as other reasons. but it's a portion to it. This is not that kind of game because there are caps. there are limits they they do limit you on your boosters per day. they do limit you on your credits per day and your conversions and all this other stuff. And I like that they do that, but you still, me too, still can get an entire collection in two months if you max whale everything and really want to push forward. But yeah, you're going to max whale to be able to do that for a new player. I think it's fair to say that the goal keyword goal, the goal needs to be series three in three months. I think being series three complete in three months at the current game state is fair and doable. It's what happens after that that most of us are way too hung up on, including myself and very often. But I'm a in general, the game economy is constantly being balanced and tweaked. And we see the way that they're balancing and tweaking it right now. And that's through different styles of offers. They keep trying to bring yeah. us collectors tokens because we have said in re- repetition, We want bundles that have collector's tokens. So they're starting to present them. We have the token Tuesday thing, which is great. Great exchange on those for gold, which you can obtain. Love it. Yeah. Token Tuesday is great. It was a big marketing miss that they didn't theme it around tacos in any way, but they did token Tuesday. I know big miss, big marketing miss. Come on guys. Tacos. Like it should have been an advertisement that was all over the place with Deadpool holding tacos. And it just, they missed it. They missed it. But who knows? Maybe it'll come into you know April. Or start.
0: they nailed it, Token Tuesdays. Or they nailed it.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just uh, no. They could be right. better. Game be better. But <laughs> they're presenting new Okay, offers, let me ask you a the question. Point.
0: Yeah. What do you? Th- okay, so as a game developer, put your hat on your tinfoil hat. What I need to know? Yes. Thank you. Put on your tinfoil. <laughs> For you listeners out there, he legit has a tin foil cap. We're I have had this tinfoil
1: tin hat forever. For three years at this point. This is years. the same pieces yep. of aluminum foil. It's the it same has moved one. houses with this is the OG <laughs> I love it. aluminum foil hat. This thing has been molded Snaps. and remolded so many times. If you're a longtime follower of this channel through all of our gaming experiences, you know my tinfoil hat. And I'm wearing it in a podcast right now. You know right the now.
0: tinfoil hat. Why? Because <laughs> reasons. So, yes, tinfoil reasons. hat. Reasons. Go. Okay. Why do you think? Okay. They've obviously been Hang in the Hang on. I'm getting then, HBO. Bro. i got
1: to change the hat. Hold on.
0: Yeah, please change the hat. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Ben Bro's been been doing this for quite some time with, with yes. uh being the face of uh Hearthstone. He, he he's been around the block, guys. He's been around the block. Uh why do you think they implemented their strategy the way that they did? It, look, uh, take a wide angle approach and take a look at um three quarters from now. Mm-hmm. Or a year from now. What okay. do you, why do you think they implemented this strategy, how it stands right now? Because when you're asking to for them to, which, which
1: wh- system or which systems
0: in particular, <laughs> uh, all check uh, D all of the above, but no, okay. from what we were just talking about, from mm-hmm. what we were just talking about, why do you think they don't allow you to be pull three in three months? If you're uh, somebody new. If you've ever seen
1: the movie Hercules, there's a great scene where Hercules is singing Go the Distance, and I'm Mm -hmm. talking the Disney animated, and when he's walking up the mountain, he's gesturing with his hand elevated in the air, pointing towards Olympus, and he's, you know, saying, I can go the distance, I'm working towards this, you know, I won't sing the song because of DMCA, but you Mm -hmm. get the idea. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch the damn movie. That is the player base. It should be the optimism of I have the thing that I'm working towards and it's hard work and it's a grind, but I'll get there. And that's that's a factor of these mobile games more so than anything else. But it's also a factor of card games. It's the, yeah. I need to collect all the cards. So it's got both the collection gotcha aspect as well as the card players aspect hybrid together because they have the same base goal. Finish the collection. Then also play with the cards. And some people prioritize those two things very differently. So the fact that there are certain game economy pieces that I think are genius and restrictive might be argued against. For example, the fact that to promote a card, to upgrade a card, you need two currencies. One of them that you can obtain organically in the game and one of them that you can accelerate. But the organic one, you can only get from playing the game. So the only people who should be progressing are the people playing the game. You can't just buy your way to the top. You can't just max out your collection by spending, you know, by maxing out your credit card. I think that that's absolutely genius because it forces the number one thing that game developers need in a game, and it's not money. It's screen time. Stats come from screen time. The longer you're in a game, the more ad revenue you can partake into it, the more ingestion of information you can put into there because people are in the actual client. They're in the game itself. So I'm in a position where, hang on, I'm I'm, I'm gonna steal the full screen, okay? I'm in a position when I look at the game economy and I say, a lot of this makes a lot of sense. I agree there should be maxes that you spend per day. That, you know, you max whale. Great. You don't max in a day. You max over months. That's okay with that. I'm all right with that. On the other end of it, though, the things that they've chosen to limit, they've limited very in a very weird way. For example, the boosters. They've limited the boosters to a crazy number that you can only get, like, after like 8, 9, 10 hours or something like that of gameplay, that's when you hit your max boosters. You've more than got your, your dollars worth, if you will, if you've been playing for that long, per day. But when it comes to the credits, you can max your credits in like two seconds. It's too e- almost too easy on the credit side because then what that does is obviously it hinders your progression. So maybe a part of the solution... Somewhere in there. Maybe a part of the solution is to go in at it again and reapproach the idea of what do we need to hit maximums, what do we need to hit minimums, what do we need at this current moment that will be successful in the game from a consumer standpoint while still benefiting the company. The collector's tokens is one of the things that can do that by increasing the rate in which we can obtain cards that we wish to target in the token shop that is one of the methods but i do think the collection track being able to either a accelerate faster through it to get to the series three goal or reduce where that ultimate pinnacle is for series three there has to be those things in conjunction and if we find that in conjunction I think that we find the answer to balancing the game economy because you're always going to have bundles. You're always going to have ways to accelerate your progression. That's just smart business. But from a free-to-play standpoint, four months should be a full Series 3. If you're doing the season pass, three months should be the Series 3. Completion checkmark. 3,500 collection level without spending a dime is six months of work. And that will make people leave because they're gonna watch new content for six months before they even get close to saying, now I can be a part of the Cool Kids Club. And I worry about that tremendously.
0: I completely agree with that. Completely agree with that. Um, It would be great if we actually had data showcasing or, or suggesting, hey, what is the turnaround time? What is the retention? of, you know, said player uh, over a standard deviation. Let's say for example, hey, most mobile games can only retain their customer for three months or uh, between three and six months per, uh, on average. You, user retention,
1: yeah. Um, they'll never be able you know to- know what I'm saying? You, you're never gonna be able to get that number because- Never? No, because from a business standpoint, the last thing you want to do is put out your financial information publicly in a way that it could be read negatively and i'm not, well, I'm not saying, saying that, that
0: the that game Go ahead. I'm, I'm i'm not saying uh to give out a monetary you, you know, look it, it's not anything oh, no, like no, 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 no. that i'm talking about no 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 no. numbers have no no no, no. They no, must no, no, have no. like data that yeah. has been aggregated over over a multitude of different games. Well, they pre- got past, that. previous, blah, 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 blah. Where, they have to have a metric system to where they're like, hey, this person hasn't logged in for X amount of time. He yes. was this active for three months and then all of a sudden shh, turned off. Okay, bada bing, bada boom. I'm saying that they have to have a metrics as a company. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no,
1: no. Uh, I, I I absolutely think... Uh, cor- correction. I can speak from experience with other game models. 100% they have that data at all times. And that's a part of, you know, just their end of the game economy where they have to say, this is what happened. This is the, you know, the average screen time per player in certain region. And this is what, you know, this is what works. This is what doesn't work. 100% they have all of that. There's nothing, there's, They would be a bad business if they didn't. And I can tell you confidently that's not the case with full confidence. Now, in regards to the game economy side of, you know, figuring out that user retention and maintaining that user retention, seeing that, oh, X, Y, and Z people have stopped investing into the game. If there's any metric I would say that the game company needs to be looking at, it's that. It's. The date in which a series three completion occurred and the rate of spending before and the rate of spending after, because I think that that might be a metric that might be a little bit eye opening. Do I think they've looked at it? 100%
0: 100%. because
1: we see the collector's tokens coming into the bundles and people want series four cards and series five cards, and they're trying to accelerate that piece because if you've been playing this game for two to three months. That's your number one focus, and they're trying to incentivize that community specifically. 1,000% they're pushing on that community. I am a little bit more on the aspect of, I'm not talking about those people. I'm not talking about people like myself. I'm talking about those who are in Series 2 that have just started the game. And they're like, hey, I really like this. I want to spend more time in this. Um, It'd be great to be in Pool 2, though, as I drop my phone somehow off of my shelf here on on time <laughs> with perfect comedic timing it's just thud in the background um i'm talking about the series two people i think that they are the ones that are making the big decision right now do i stick with this or do i progress onward it's those who have entered that collection level 300 to 1500 that's your yeah. sweet spot to decide if the game is going to fail or succeed. That's your target audience. And if you exactly. cater, like, for those who are in the game, you know, new new player acquisition, that's marketing, that's a whole other ballgame. Because they have a gr- one of the best tutorials I've played in a mobile game. The game is very clean, it's very addictive. The way that the bots work to help you win on purpose to give you that positive reinforcement. Some people think that's a negative thing. Wrong. I think it's a Wrong. genius Wrong. marketing tactic, genius marketing tactic, tactic, because it keeps you interested and builds passion. That's what you want. Passion more than anything else. And when people quickly get hooked on a game, they're going to overstay their welcome in that game. Always because you've put time into it. You've invested whatever your version of resource is into it. You've invested time. You've invested dollars. It's one of the reasons on both of my last two games, I held on for a dear life because I put so much time and effort and work and years into those games. And I had to let them go because it just was not positive for me in a variety of different ways, including financially. And They're now in this beautiful position of it's one of a lot of awards, which is great. And it's a great talking point, but it means nothing if the game sucks. If the player doesn't go in there and have a good time, they're not going to be affirmed that this is a good game. The beginning 200 collection level in this game is brilliant. The whole series one progression system, I I am a big fan of. Once you're in series two, though, that's the right. All right. Am I a collector? Or am I a like competitive player? And they're making that definition and then they get to series three and now they're like, okay, now I know my definition. I'm either investing a lot because I love certain variants and I want to, you know, progress to get these cards because I want that card's variant eventually and I have to unlock the card to get the variant. Or they're trying to complete the collection so they can be competitive in future game modes that are coming out, the competitions that are happening in all these different websites and different streamers and all these other people are putting out competitive aspects now. And it's building the base of a long term community, but it will only be a long term community if you find that target audience of collection level 300 to 1500 right now and you sell this game to them that they deserve to have three more months of enjoyment because then their series 3 complete and then it's that next market which is okay that series 3 group they're now completed what are they working towards now oh new game mode drops got it like there's always this three month you know game companies they work in quarters they need to need to progress nope. like this with this three-month target progression system in mind, and you need to be seriously complete in three months, in my opinion. And that's just not the case right now, and it needs to be re-evaluated.
0: See, this is why I love, guys, not only are we gonna ask certain questions, not only are we gonna answer certain questions, but we're gonna get different perspectives. I'm trying to bring out the different perspectives from uh, a developer standpoint, from mm-hmm. a pool two standpoint, from a creator standpoint, and, and everything in between. It is very important that you hear all sides of the story so that you can start fitting every all, all, all the pieces together. Because you might be outraged over this, and then you're like, oh, wait a minute, I just heard Guest Gaming say, x y and z which completely uh, uh completely uh discredits why uh why i'm mad or it gives credence to why i'm mad guys uh, this is we are here to say all sides and to tell you the shit thank you for coming with us we appreciate that <laughs> we appreciate that now on to another I know that you. Spain Hang on, can
1: I zip up first after you sucked my dick a little bit harder there? Oh, like, because uh, that just like that was that was, that was that was that was that was beautiful, man. I need I need two tissues, man. I need two. Oh yeah, get a towel. Get a towel. No, no, I'm not sharing that towel. No, no. I got I got my towel, but this is my sweat rag right here because I am an overweight white man in Brazil. But I digress. Tropical. listen listen the game economy let me just summarize this point so that way these people can go on their merry way and get ready for the location episode of series uh, of episode number three the yeah you like that teaser right you like that right
0: yeah the
1: game economy has its opportunities and a lot of people like to parrot information because they think that the loudest voice has the right information and the loudest voices always have their information Data will always speak as data. And I'm not saying that anybody is wrong. I'm not calling anybody out. But what I'm asking you to do as a community is remember that if you're going to talk about the game, you're going to give weight to what this game has to offer. You're going to talk about its economy. You're going to talk about the collector tokens. You're going to talk about the acquisition of credits or progression or whatever it is that has to do with numbers. As I said in the last episode, Remember that machines only do so much and people do more. And there are people in Second Dinner that are working on that. And that's not a, a that's not a dick sucks to a Second Dinner. It's true. It's about respecting people as people. It's remembering that we as a community have a job to pro- provide our feedback, as we talked about in the last episode, positively. I'll speak open and honestly, it's my damn show. I'll tell you exactly how I feel. But... I do think that we as a community need to know and be reminded every now and then that it you don't have to be humble. You just have to be professional every now and then. You can express yourself articulated and passionately, but most importantly, clearly. And if you can't, that's why this portion of this uh podcast is now sponsored by chat gpt where you can say all your stupid <laughs> ass bullshit <laughs> reasons that you feel like shit and say to chat GPT, rewrite this as a seventh grader go on your rant and then send what that said because ai will do that for you and make you sound and simpler and smarter at the same time So thank you, ChatGPT, for your $0 sponsorship for me to say, make the community a better community by teaching them that words are easy. Passion is easy, but pissing people off also is easy. Do it the right way. (laughs) Do it the right way. The game economy is going to continue to be tweaked, and we'll be here for it as they continue to tweak it, to talk about it and react to it non Stop. The next episode, we'll be talking about location chaos. I don't know. We haven't figured out a catchy title. Do you have something for no, the, the next episode? To, no? Okay. We're just, we're just going to wing that no, on, the, on the next recording. Location,
0: location, location.
1: Yeah. That's cheesy enough to work. And on that note, I'll say <laughs> thank you. Once again, my name is Guest, also known as It's Guest Gaming. You can find me over here on YouTube, Twitch. Twitter, Discord, Instagram, and everywhere in between. Camden, where can we now find you again? I always forget everything. You can
0: find now. me on YouTube, KMDN, underscore, underscore, Twitch, same thing. Twitter, same thing. Instagram, y- y- all the usual suspects. And if you gotcha. guys did not know, my name is Camden. If this sucked, my name is not Camden. It is whatever fictional character you, call me Captain Hook. <laughs>
1: I'm just imagining you now in a feather hat. And I'm I'm, I'm all about
0: that life. All about that life. (laughs) Oh, and the clock's in the background. (laughs) Yeah, with the alligator coming. No, crocodile, sorry. Mm. Get it Mm. right.